You are supernal, supernal, heavenly, heavenly celestial, celestial, divine, divine. So the question, so the question, the current, the question, question, the question, the question, the question is, is, what is an oracle? 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 Why don't you answer it since I'm the oracle? <laughs> Seems only proper that you would answer the question. Ah, answer. Please believe. <laughs> but I'm, I'm interested. What is your take, love? <laughs> I mean, to me, an oracle is a person that is or being capable of. How do you how do you word it? How do you word it? Um, to answer the question without all of the uh, the new age words, gosh, and, and all these other things, in its most simplest form. An oracle is a person who is able to read the messages that are from spirit, are from the universe, or from the person themselves that are coming to see you to give uh, guidance and direct. I don't like. Why is it so hard to answer? So in the simplest terms, to me, an oracle is a person who is able to translate into plain English the 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 words. <laughs> It's like it escapes me to really try to simplify it. What is an oracle? An oracle to me is a person who is able to, via various tools or their intuition or even software, like uh, astrological software, to use the, um, to, to, to translate, I guess, the but the universe is communicating. So what? It's so funny. Your definitions kind of suck it. It dude. does. It does. But I, go ahead. I'm just. I'm trying. I guess I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying to answer it in the simplest terms, like without, without like new age lingo. Well, it's, just use your words. F the fact that people might even reference it as a new age term. I'm going to use new age term. I know that I'm you oracle. Will. I know that you will. But I also will I'm... use some Reggie words too. Thank you very much. Oh no, so you don't. yeah, uh, I will. Uh, don't say what I've done in the past. I'm a new person uh, every moment of every day. <laughs> Just explain to them who I am. Who is your, no, your what God. makes your wife so special? <laughs> <laughs> She's got Rahu in the first house and is oh slightly self-obsessed. God, slightly. I can be a little self self-oriented for sure. Yeah. But dang, if you don't fly first love 
yourself. Mm -hmm. Please believe ain't nobody else gonna love you like you. Mm. Keep going now. What's up? What's your definition? Partner? My definition is a person who is able to communicate the, in simplest terms, what the spirit world is saying in a way that relates to where the person or the querent is right now. Like the spirit world's always uh, talking, uh, trees, grass, stars, whatever. They're, everything's always um, communicating, but an oracle, to me an oracle's job is to guide the person in a way that will best help the person at that time. Being that you can, as you as the Oracle don't always, in most situations, know the person that you are working with or even clearly know the answer to the question that you may be asking if you're asking something on behalf of yourself or behalf of an unknown question. An Oracle will use uh, various tools, animal parts, dice, you know, we're like talking bones. about a shaman on some level. I mean, well, that's true. Animal parts, it can happen, but not all. I'm saying that you can use, to me, uh, an, an oracle can really, the, the more talented they are, they really can use anything because um, synchronicity, universe is always speaking. Before I met you, if I had an answer to a question, I would just go sit outside. Whenever it was something that was really troubling, or if it just was a question that I just did not have the answer to, it, it, I didn't have the resources to find the answer myself. I would keep the question in my mind and I would sit outside. I would sit outside away from people, sometimes just in nature, by a lake, and I would pay attention to my environment. And what would happen is I, like a dream or a video game, everything around you would speak. Um, you, I would watch like the hawk, it would fly in a particular direction and then I would get an impression and I would be like, oh. Babe, but that's because you are a shaman. No, 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 no. So I'm, just, I'm saying that, I'm saying that oracular work, being an oracle can happen. You can, like, I think you can read the synchronicity That's how of shamans oracle it though. I just need you to understand like, that's shamanic work, the stuff that you talking about. You know that, right? There is a difference. Cause you know how I'm like, oh, you do some things that I don't do. Not that I can't get, you know, mm, impressions and have the ability to communicate in those kind of ways. Cause there is an aspect of me that is tapped into the shaman in me, but that is very shamanic. That's not necessarily oracle oriented. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I would go outside, shaman. I would tap into the birds, shaman. You know what I mean? I mean, you 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 ask me what what my definition of an oracle is, and I, I find it really dif difficult to give, in its simplest terms. To me, it's a person who's able to read through various tools or through various signs the synchronicity of what spirit is trying to communicate. To me, an oracle can use 
anything. anything. Yeah. They can use rice. They can use coins. They can use cards. They can use they can Anything. use the stars. They can use astrology because you can do divination or you can ask questions that you don't have the answer to and look at the planets and you can get answers from that. You can get answers from throwing bones, from getting crypt from crystals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like art are even reading signs and omens. I think that they can still be under the category of of an oracle. I just okay. think that the, the I mean there are shamanic oracles, right? There is a, there literally is um, a particular shamanic skill that includes the work of of the oracular arts. That's a little different than some of the other shamanic stuff. But okay, so have you have you summed it up to the best of your ability? To the best of my ability in the simplest terms. I've I've told you like I guess what some of the things that comes across my mind. I, it's interesting that it, it's kind of hard to define, but why? Mm, because the simplest definition seems to miss something. To say that a person who's an oracle reads a person's aura and gives them answers through a communication tool of choice is is an aspect of being an oracle. To say an oracle taps into the spirit realm and communicates what's best via the person's higher self or via their higher self or via ancestors or via the dead is is another definition but it's another it's just another aspect it's another piece of the entire slice of pizza you know what i mean mm-hmm. it, the, the definitions i guess feel kind of limiting to what it is that people like you actually do when they are serving the role as an oracle so i, I guess i find it kind of challenging to to limit in a box of like what that is you know what i mean mm-hmm. without it sounding yeah mm-hmm. and in me trying to come up with a i guess a really simple term i found it to be very limiting does it make sense mm-hmm. uh, absolutely so i didn't think that it would be that difficult to answer you know, you're doing oracular <laughs> work for a minute and if you say like what is it that you do is yeah what a, what a, keep going it's it just seems almost kind of difficult to define like just to, to pigeonhole and be like this is an oracle. You know what I mean? Like, what's an archer? An archer is a person who's able to shoot bows effectively at their targets. Probably the actual archer that understands that art would express it totally differently. Totally differently, yeah. Like a master archer, you know what I mean? But our understanding is, oh, bow and arrow. Yeah. That's what he does, you the know? bow is an extension of the self. Right, you know, all, that, all that, all stuff. that, yeah. <laughs> Well, in in your in your opinion, in the simplest terms, before going like super deep, right? What's an oracle to you? There are various words, synonyms to include. So you could say a diviner, someone that uses divination, an individual that is able to read using intuitive tools to offer guidance, but. The simplest way in which I would express what is an oracle is a person who's able to tap into and receive the guidance of the counsel of spirit. 
a person who is intuitively skilled in tapping into and receiving counsel from the spiritual realm. That would be the easiest, quickest way in which I would sum it up. However, this can be done using a lot of variety of tools. Divination would include the Jing, the Tarot, numerology, astrology, literally any kind of tool that the individual is able to utilize intuitively to connect the intuitive dots of synchronicity and get a meaning and offer guidance and counsel. Where do you think that the answers are coming from? Overall, it is an individual that is intuitively able to connect with and communicate with universal intelligence, the intelligence of the universe. The intelligence of the universe, does that sound super new agey? Who's the intelligence of the universe in your oh. own simplest terms? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate with you and just ask you questions to help break it down in its simplest form because universal intelligence can mean like a lot of things what do you right. mean by universal intelligence and i say universal intelligence but there are so many words for it because it is in everything right this is the all in all you could call it god allah Aludamare. you can call it source some people like to call it gaia it is referred to in a variety of deities names like tehuti or Toth, <laughs> I mean, it goes on and on, but the human mind on this particular dualistic realm chooses a particular focus in order to make sense of the expansiveness of this sentience. And so to say, I am speaking through Oshun, or I am speaking through Tehuti, or through Gaia, or through God, or through Christ or whatever. This is more, this is less chaotic and more maybe capable for the human mind to grasp and make sense of because it is so expansive. But I would call it the all in all. The first all being capital, all caps. You know what I mean? The literal universal sentience of, of everything, of creation. So there is really no specific word when you deal with that because you're not even limited to third dimensional perspectives which must have words. Does that make sense? And does that, more importantly, does that answer that question? Yeah, it answers the question. What are some of the things in history that oracles have, have served to help or hinder? humanity with. Give some examples so that we can create a better understanding of the usage of it. Just yes. I'll just give it give it a physical form because some examples will guess paint a clearer picture of how those that served as oracles serve to help in creating, you know, cities or help to win wars. Well the Oracle has first off, let's understand that there are two perspectives and ways towards the oracular arts. One of it is objectified in a device, like I'm going to look at the sun. 
I'm going to look at these cards. I'm going to cast these bones or throw these cowrie shells, etc., etc. You know, which is okay, of course, because it's an aspect of creation. Then there is actually becoming an oracle, which is more my take on things. This is why once you become an oracle, it is not necessary to utilize a tool. A tool is helpful, but it is once you become the oracle, you are that tool. You go through various initiations or various workings to become effective in the same way an oracle deck is created. You can create that in the crystalline system of the human body with your essence, with where you're connected to your own essence, your own deific, deified, godly, supernal essence, right? But two approaches. One approach is dealing with something outside of yourself, like let me cast these bones and let me get some answers. And then there is being able to intuitively tap into that to become the representative or the reflection of that sentience or the connection with that sentience. So that is an important thing. There are many people that have used oracles for advice. The gist though, in answering your question, an oracle is a spiritual advisor. Oracles have always been utilized to advise a person through life to offer guidance from the spiritual realm from the, the side, quote unquote, unseen by the dualistic or human or egoic eye by connecting to the quote unquote other side. However, when we look into dictionary.com and when we look into the historical usage of this word, it's interesting, of course, Greeks is going to be mentioned first. It is like at the top of the definition. And it says, especially in ancient Greece, <laughs> the first definition. Rome has like done her job in conquering this piece. But anyway, it says, especially in ancient Greece, an utterance, often ambiguous or obscure, given by a priest or priestess at a shrine as the response of a god to an inquiry. In some ways that's true. You do go through an initiatory aspect of getting your intuition very, very keen to be able to connect with what people call God or the intelligence of the universe to get answers to whatever questions you have to get guidance and counsel. So this is correct. It's interesting, however, all of these things are placed in a very subjective view, like as a thing, a priest, a priestess in a shrine. The shrine could be your, the temple of your body, the temple of your mind, of your essence, of your, of your own sentience. But moving forward outside of that definition, and also the next definition that is offered by dictionary.com is the agency or medium giving such responses. And so this is where, though I don't like the term because it's very new age-ish, I use in parentheses psychic medium because you do utilize your psychic talents and you do channel. So there is an aspect of really understanding how to work those talents 
to communicate and receive guidance from the word of the most high that is in the existence of everything, you know what I mean? Or using other words from source or the intelligence of creation. The next definition, it says a shrine or place at which such responses were given, such as the Oracle of Apollo at Delphi, which is probably one of the most historically known oracular sites or places where the oracular arts was practiced and was gone to repetitively for guidance. Of course, uh, isn't that the Greeks again? <laughs> of course, by the Greeks, which is also the reason why we know of that way more than we know of the African places, because there are places in Africa, shoot, we could talk about the dreamland of the Aborigines in Australia, but I digress. Or so, the Sibyls. Or the Sibyls, exactly. So, which mind you, the name Sibyl is also of our conquerors, but neither here nor there. Moving to the next definition. A person who delivers authoritative, wise, or highly regarded and influential pronouncements. So the other reason why I kind of like this definition is because I talk about being a medicine woman or being a wise woman. There is the aspect of being able to glean the wisdom of this universal intelligence. It is quite wise. And when you look into people that are really focused on the KJV, King James Version aspect of the Bible, a lot of praise that is given to wisdom. A whole book that he just sings songs in regards to wisdom. And this is something that they are talking about in that particular book in the Bible or the Christian, the Judeo-Christian Bible. Um, and that is talking about the wisdom of the universe, the the intelligence of the universe. It's more than having the knowledge of something. It's knowing and getting guidance on how to apply that wisdom in the various synchronicities of your life. And so wisdom, that wise man, that wise woman, from the term of Native American language or lingo, the medicine woman, that kind of understanding or that kind of wisdom. So moving forward, outside of a person that's giving influential pronouncements or guidance, right? Um, another definition is a divine communication or revelation. And once again, it's being able to connect with source, being able to connect with a very, very wise, a very, very deific or godly, supernal, intelligence. There is an intelligence to all of creation and being able to connect intuitively to this. Next, the definition is any person or thing serving as an agency of divine communication. And this is where you have oracle cards or people will say, oh, the tarot as being something that is of divination or of the oracular arts, because it can be a person or a thing. The reason why I'm stressing that though, is as you know, Zaruk, my hugest 
calling is to have people understand that we have the ability to use these things outside of ourselves, but also to have this understanding that we can morph into those things. For instance, altar work. It is known that we keep altars, but there is a difference between altar work where you like tend to your altar, you go to your altar, versus becoming the altar, knowing that we are a living altar. And in the same way, my desire is to truly, truly assist people in understanding that outside of, ooh, I wanna master the tarot, or ooh, I want to understand the Yijing and be able to use this for guidance, or I love astrology or numerology or whatever thing is being used for me to be able to assist people and guide people in understanding how to go through their various initiations of their intuitive mind to connect with source in such a clear way that they themselves become that oracle, become that person that is able to intuitively be given those kind of insights. That is, that is my, yeah, that's my shtick. That's my, <laughs> that's my thing. But outside of using those lovely words, there are many, many diverse ways of getting an understanding of the meaning. But the gist is a person that's able to channel and tap into the other side to get insight, to live and move in life. So question, what are some questions that a oracle can answer for a person? It literally can be any question. It depends upon how that divination system or that person that oracular tool is being utilized and the form and way in which it speaks. Because I call it using different scopes. You know, there's a particular scope or voice, type of voice that numbers talk in versus the kind of voice or scope that the tarot communicates. So would you say like the different tools um, all can give the same answer to the same question, but they would communicate differently. Much like if you had five teachers or five professors that taught the same subject, exact same subject, but they would each have a different teaching style to get you to the same place. Absolutely. I couldn't describe it any better than that. And, it, and the interesting thing, you know, even in that dictionary.com reference, as far as their definitions, they talk about the answers being obscure. And the reason why there is some obscurity and some cryptic aspect to the answers is because, again, it's coming from the quote unquote other side, from an other world, or not from a realm that is primarily third dimensional. You know, so there takes a very adept way of getting those um, synchronicities or getting. Um, to getting those context clues and bringing it down <laughs> to this earthly level where it is easily understood. And that is where the skill of the Oracle really does come in. Gotcha, gotcha. Either that or the skill of the person that is getting advice from the Oracle to be able to piece that word together. 
Gotcha. And a lot of people get that kind of confused, I realize, because some people are like, oh, I, I just saw a hawk, but I didn't know they were talking about, you know, getting an airplane, <laughs> you know, or so it, it, again, it takes being very, very skilled in determining what those signs mean and how to relay that info. Okay, okay, I have a question for you. So as an oracle, when someone comes to you with a question and they are asking about, you know, maybe something that could be a possible future, whenever you are taking your tools, um, your cards, and you ask the question, where does the answer come from? Because you don't know this person, you don't know their life situation, yet time and time again, you answer questions for people and they're like, wow, thank you so much. That um, that makes perfect sense. That's exactly what's happening. Everything that you said was true. Where in your mind, like in the mind of the Oracle, like where are these answers coming from in your in your perspective? Or how, how does it... Um, how do I work it? Yeah, like how does it how does it work through you? Because everybody everybody works differently. Everybody gets messages yes. differently. But how do the messages come through you? You're right. I, I do use a lot of different tools. As you know, as a numerologist, I will counsel with the sentience of numbers. As in the tarot, I will use the tarot. I will use Yijing. I will use crystals. I will use nothing. I can use the Bible or what have you. But I am particular, I'm a priestess of the word. I'm a priestess connected specifically with Tehuti. And then I am guided by my own spiritual teachers that I call the teachers or the universal teachers. Your spirit guides. My spirit guides, yes. So I first and foremost, and then last but not least, I consult my higher self. So I, I literally have worked out an agreement slash system in connecting with the other side. And one of the things that I use and that I teach other people to use is number one, getting a clear understanding of how to connect with their own psyche and their own mind and to understand the realm of the mind and then to connect with some being that is a greater being in their own purview. Some people may call it spirit, Gaia, Tehuti like I do. Something with a higher vibration. Exactly. In exactly. alignment with the type of energy that they are drawn to. Because some people, I know that there are some people that are Luciferian, mm. you know what I mean? And that's okay. Whatever a person is connected to or drawn to, I just particularly am connected to my yacht and Tehuti. So me being a priestess of my yacht, me connecting to Tehuti or Toth, as people like to call it, you know, that's my thing. But um, those are definitely the primary energy that I hail for insight and making sure that I get an understanding of things. And then I have my own counsel spiritually. The teachers help me translate what I get from spirit. So it works like this. I have an understanding of the scope of my mind or the lens by which I get stuff. And that is really 
being very, very connected and adept with my own intuitive abilities. And then two, I have a relationship with a particular spirit. That particular spirit is what I call Tehuti. And that relationship is ongoing, constant all the time as well. And that's the energy that I tap into to connect with universal intelligence. And then I have a liaison <laughs> that translates this super expansive information that sometimes I don't, I don't understand or I can't always figure out because I'll be like, what, you're saying three-fourths? What is three-fourths? What are they talking about? And I will then go to my teachers and then the teachers say, oh, don't worry about that. They're talking about the third month in the year. Oh, so you're talking about, so not spring, not summer, you're talking about the fall. And that's when I will know that that's where three fourths really means they're talking about the fall season. I won't get that because the expansiveness or the, the hugeness of the universal intelligence can be really cryptic or confusing or obscure. So I then have spiritual guides that will break it down so that I can get specific. And this is something that I have utilized or created so that I can get stuff that makes freaking sense rather than it being some random fortune cookie stuff that I can't do nothing with. <laughs> so this is the way in which, yeah, this is the way in which I move as an oracle. And then in the meantime, this is the reason why you could place anything in front of me and I'll be able to get an understanding. One, the deity Tehuti is in all things, is able to connect with all of those things, at least according to how my perspective is. And then the teachers have such a connection with me in breaking stuff down and have an understanding of how I like things explained and how I will get it, that I will be guided according to that. So uh, yeah, you could give me rice or not even rice, just the sound of the traffic on the road. I will be able to get word from the universal intelligence, which is in everything, and be able to get guided in that way. It really, to me, sounds like you um, are reading energy and then deciphering it in a way that, that makes sense to the particular situation sometimes. To be able to pick up on how somebody's feeling before they say anything, you don't know anything about it, you know what I mean? There has to be a lot of things that I'm thinking that's going on at once in order for the final message of, oh, they're having a bad day, to, <laughs> to actually come through. So like, do you hear voices? So that's the beautiful part about my particular talents. I do hear sometimes voices. I see things as well. I can feel stuff. I have a telepathic gift also where I can read a person's body. I can read a person's mind. I can connect with their spirit guides. I can connect with the ancestors that assist them. I used to connect with all of the spirits, but I have an agreement to specifically focus on the ones that are elevated versus the ones that are earthbound because woo, that that is a scary world for me personally. You mean like people that focus solely on 
getting a word from the dead or from those that have passed on despite the type of character that that spirit may uphold. Exactly. I have connected with people that have been tortured or that tortured other people. Mm. And that, reliving that, because on some level you do experience that as well to connect with that energy. Reliving that for me is extremely unsettling. And so when that began to blossom or that gift began to come to fruition, I was like, whoa, you need to holler at a different person because I'm not trying to solve murders and no, because it, it was gruesome. It was really difficult. But so in this instead, what I do is I really connect with those that guide, those that are uplifted and have a, you know, a good spiritual character. <laughs> but yeah, it is a mixture of ways in which things are are brought to me and it's always different like this is what i'm talking about as far as becoming an oracle sometimes i will physically go through or mentally or emotionally go through the quote-unquote symptoms of my clients prior to me meeting them so that i can be primed so to speak in either doing the work that they need or being able to connect with that energy. And that is also one of the reasons why it is not just like, I don't know, a dollar a minute. You know what I mean? It is like, I am I am living those pains out sometimes. I will be in the shower bawling or I will have to clean myself and speak certain mantras to make sure that my energetic frequency is number one protected and then number two that i can adjust to the energies that that person might be going through so that i can deliver some counsel and some advice what what are your favorite types of questions to answer like what what type of people come to see you for work that you just are like, I know you love doing what you do, but I mean, in like what, which ones are like, man, I love working with these types of clients the most. And I have made an agreement with the spirit world. I have a particular affinity for individuals that are intuitive, that are sensitive, that are skilled, and I like to say anointed, but that are called by spirit, that have a relationship with spirit and want to grow and cultivate that. I have a desire to connect with people that are seeking, that are wanting to grow spiritually, that have a gift and an affinity for working with spirit. My mission here is actually to connect with other individuals who on some level, in some kind of way, hold others in their keep, so I like to say, or who care for and tend to advise, counsel, heal, help, guide other people. And it can be, and it has been a lot of variety of things. It can be anything from a person who is oddly skilled with connecting with autistic children in daycares or it can be another person who is also a diviner who is a you know a channeler and able to work with tarot or what have you or an individual who is studying to be a nurse or a doctor and they're dealing with the medical industry but they have this extra intuitive oomph 
that makes them think more outside of the conventional medicine box. Does it matter to like, so it doesn't, what you're saying is it doesn't really matter their profession. It's more of, they could be in any profession. It's just they can, whatever profession that they're in, they are serving, I guess, a greater purpose and wanting to heal in some particular way. Because people can heal through art, they can heal through, um, writing literature right they can heal as <laughs> teachers you know what i mean they can heal as veterinarians or you know stuff like that so yeah. they, they don't have to have a particular sort of they don't have to all want to be oracles or all want to work with the tarot yeah okay or master numerology no they so could be a preacher in a in a christian church i do not care they could be a a great gymnast and i know nothing about the gym <laughs> but the desire is to connect with luminaries, someone that is definitely committed, motivated, and devoted to being excellent in their skill. So much so that it is in some way an art and motivation and inspiration and a guidance for other people, whether they're guiding people directly, like I'm a teacher and I'm teaching these students, or whether they just guide other people and influence them because they're that damn good. Gotcha. And gotcha. those are the people who, if they have a spiritual leaning, if they have an intuitive skill or talent, these are the ones that I have come here to assist in guiding so that they can get good on their stuff and so that all of the people that they are influencing or that they are able to assist who are in their reach can be done so in the best way possible. So, and I get all kinds of questions. The kind of questions that I like are really, I don't know if it's like I like certain questions or I don't. I just like individuals who are committed in that kind of way. They're typically very driven by their intuition and by their connection with self, with the higher self or with spirit. And I also have, I just, I'm here to serve that. I'm here to serve them. And that in and of itself makes me love it. Now, I also understand that when you do have this kind of je ne sais quoi that is like expert, that you are a luminary. A lot of us have a lot of shadow working to do, a lot of healing, a lot of pain that must be resolved, that must be navigated through to make sense of, to be able to shine brightly. And a lot of unfortunately toxic fuel has been come across in life, you know, because that's just life on this dualistic plane in general. So a lot of my work also is about assisting people making sense of their traumas, their tragedies, the stuff that has been blocking their ability to shine, to illuminate and to guide effectively. So they can get out of their own way and, and do the their thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I would agree. Somebody once said the work that you do for others is the work that you need the most for yourself mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i have found that to be so 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 true mm -hmm. and i think that that to me sounds like what you are helping people take themselves through you know like 
teachers that teach people about uh, spirituality or getting to know themselves or finding their inner peace are often the ones that are a lot of times in greater turmoil than their students. Mm -hmm. However, they're able to be objective enough because they have taken themselves through it. And they have that responsibility to other people. They have the responsibility (laughs) to other people to be able to guide people and they'll guide them wonderfully, but they themselves would still need that objective eye to help them see themselves and not i guess not take themselves so seriously not take themselves so personal mm-hmm. not identify with whatever they're experiencing you know what i mean right like doctors need doctors healers need healers like I, I oracles can't. need oracles exactly <laughs> you know, just think about it. can you really scratch your own back you can but you're gonna miss some spots you know what i mean mm-hmm. unless you just really have some super flexible bones and you know really long limbs and the real reality is is it is a very universal truth that the teacher is always the student Mm -hmm. so i'm always looking forward to using whatever talents that i have to assist another person so that i can learn more so that i can get more guidance because every time i'm doing a reading i'm getting counseled also it's not me that's counseling mind you i am just channeling this lovely sentience of everything so i'm getting those messages daily like dang i'm getting the same medicine i need to do that too (laughs) i I think it's funny how sometimes you'll have like five different clients they come at five different times and they're from five different parts of the world and have five different lifestyles five Mm -hmm. different jobs (laughs) but the message will be the same Mm -hmm. at that time and and it'd be the message that I need at that time too. And it's like, dang. It's so, it's, it's to me, getting it's, hit. <laughs> it's so weird to me to be like, man, they have the same problem with the same type of people. They, they both dealing with stuff with their mother. I find that however the universe in this really strange synchronistic way would choose to speak is, is always really, I find it really interesting. Mm-hmm. I have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. So what ultimately would you like for not necessarily the, the clients that come and see you, but I know that you are at this time looking to to teach. Like, mm-hmm. who do you want to work with? Like, what, as a teacher, like, who are you like, uh, you know, sometimes as teachers, you have those students that you're just like, man, if I had a thousand, if I had five more students like this student right here, mm-hmm. man, we can, we can do some things together because those students are the ones that, like you were saying, they help you learn and help you grow the most, but they also the ones that take the advice and they run with it. You know right. I mean? They take it down ways in which you didn't even think of taking it and then bring it back to you. What type of students for you are you looking to to counsel, to teach, to, to create in your becoming an Oracle series? A person that is devoted to their higher self, to spirit, to the mysteries, that has an understanding and a value for the intuitive skill that they possess and want to use that for themselves and for all that they come in contact with for the greater good. For an individual that has this kind of passion for learning and for cultivating or growing more. Someone that really, really is motivated to connect with spirit, make sense of it. But the best students in my mind are the ones that are so devoted to themselves and to spirit that they are going to do the work, you know? And there's a lot of people that 
have an intrigue and it sounds cool and fun. And the idea of being super powerful is like really, really stimulating. But the ones that like truly want to do the work and follow through and can be honest about the honest ebb and flows, the highs and the lows of doing that work and can be honest right back with me. Well, we can communicate those things. That is like a joy, it's a joyful situation to work with. People that keep it real, <laughs> they wanna be real with spirit, real with themselves, real with me, and real in regards to doing the work. Um, I and I those that wanna take doing that work for doing good for other people that they can. Not on the mission to like uh, change the world according to them, because <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of, you know, what do they call the missionary people that are on like these missions to change things. Um, but people that understand that they are that change and that ultimately working on themselves, that change will ultimately in due time happen regardless. So those that are married to the mysteries, those that are dedicated to the great work, so it's said and those that want to be honest and real and continue to work this so that i can learn from them and we can learn together and we can build a tribe of people that are connected to spirit and getting guidance and moving in alignment in gotcha. the most natural and powerful way possible gotcha so i'd like to end this segment with a famous question well, it's not really a famous question, <laughs> but I like to end where we begin. Mm -hmm. Tell me again, what, in the simplest terms, what is an oracle? An oracle is an emissary or agent of divine intelligence, offering insight and guidance to all who seek. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you all for listening to us. <laughs> Especially if you made it this far. I know, right? But it's good, it's good, it's good. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to cover like some more detailed information. The next we need to do too, since we asking questions, is I want to ask, what is a shaman? <laughs> because you know, the shaman and the oracle, it's a very different game. It's different, but there's so many similarities that it's like uh, yin and yang. Well, it's just like a, it's 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 like having a to me. It's like trying to separate the ingredients of a cake that's already been cooked. You know what I mean? Like you've cooked the cake. You know it's got eggs, it's got batter, it's got sugar and flour. But once it's cooked, how do you? You can't just pick up the cake and be like, look, this is the eggs and this is the flour. This is where the water, you know what I mean? They meld into each other. Yeah. So like, hmm. the, I think at the beginning, just answering the question of like, what is an oracle? Like, though you introduced it to me, because I was more into like a meditation and magic and shamanism or what have you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you introducing to me, you know, you can you can use these tarot cards and you can get answers, you can find clarity, you know, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, because I was the first person that you went to for You are my first apprentice, so. <laughs> but yeah, you had, never, you had never gotten a reading before. 
Yeah, but it's like, to me, yeah, it, it was relatively easy for me to pick up on working with the tarot because it very much complemented the work that I was doing with the Tree of Life, or the work that I was doing with the Kabbalah, and the work that I was doing in quote-unquote shamanism. So sometimes I understand why when you when you connect to the spirit world, I, there's this thing that they say that spirits don't understand words or higher forms of intelligence. When you try to communicate words, sometimes it can be kind of like obscure, and you'll they'll make fun of it in movies and stuff, and be like. The English language, or just the language itself, is very limiting in the expression of creation. So sometimes trying to... The linear mind of the third dimension. Yes. Great way to say it. That's what spirit is saying. That like trying to <laughs> pinpoint and express something as a finite definition becomes infinitely difficult. So we will have to do more Oracle series to even dive even deeper into different aspects of what an oracle is, mm-hmm. how to tap into it for yourself, and you know, like how to use that that talent in everyday life. Outside or a of person can sign up for a class and we can learn it all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for real. I want to build a tribe of the oracular arts. I want to build a tribe of the oracular arts because it's time. We need to be, it's it's interesting to be guided by presidents and by our councilmen and councilwomen and by the doctors and the hospitals, but man, to be guided by the insight and counsel of the spiritual realm is... Of your higher self. Of your higher self. There's nothing better. (laughs) Uh, I found that some of the advanced civilizations like Atlantis and Mu and even some that predate Atlantis, Mu and even the uh, the pinnacle of Egypt were um, these systems that these people were believed to follow, they worship their higher self. Uh-huh. And they, that's they, what I'm all about. And I was just like, what? Like they literally, the entire spiritual system of them building this technology that is so beyond anything that I think anybody in most countries without like super dope top governmental experience has experienced Mm -hmm. came through them as a unit tapping into the wisdom of the higher self. That's what I want to connect with. You know, like as a shaman, as a mage, whatever it is that you want to call it, Mm -hmm. I want to connect with a bunch of people that can be kindred in that sort of spirit that want to forge a unbreakable, clear connection to their most, to their higher self. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway. Imagine a tribe that does that. What could we do with that? I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like that on fleek. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> on fleek, y'all. On fleek. Oh, my God. All right. Peace. Miss my fly, esoteric eye.